0: Hello, Husker fans, and welcome to a very special edition of Generation Red, a Husker podcast, in which I'm apparently flying solo. They don't have him yet. Look at Tommy Frazier. How many tackles can one man break? Cross to the middle. Juggle. Well, here we are, hanging out in my living room. I'm off the road for, a, well, tonight <laughs> and then back at it tomorrow. But thought I'd do a quick live stream to talk about the big news that hit over the last couple of days. And that would be uh, from the Pac-12, uh, the University of Southern California and UCLA joining the Big Ten starting in 2024. Uh, to say that this was a bombshell. Uh, to me, would not be exactly honest. We all knew this is exactly where college football was going. Uh, The Super Conference is now upon us. The slow but painful death of college football, as those of us in my age bracket knew it to be, is uh, accelerating rapidly. And uh, while I don't really, truly like it all that much, I understand it. I understand with the advent of the transfer portal, With the beginning of NIL and all those things that have basically dismantled the amateurism that is what marked college football and is basically now transforming it into, well, what else can we call it except a semi pro league uh, that is meant to feed the NFL with its players and uh, pay them along the way? So it is what it is. We're going where we're going. I'm not a huge fan of it, but as a Husker fan, hey, I wouldn't mind going to California once in a while to watch the team play. Or wait a minute. No, that means I would go to California. Nah, scratch that. Not happening. But it'd be pretty cool to see USC and UCLA show up in Husker land. Probably once a year. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I am not exactly sure what this is going to look like. Um, how many more teams will the Big Ten add To their slate. Is this, are we going to stop at 16 here? Because the SEC seems to be in a holding pattern with 16 teams of their own. But you can't tell me that they're not getting some phone calls from the likes of Clemson, Florida State, or Miami, even about uh, adding three, maybe four more teams to the vaunted SEC. And then what else is uh, the Big Ten going to do at that point, right? You've got to get Notre Dame in the fold. You can't let the ACC have them or, God forbid, the SCC have Notre Dame. They, they really need to be in with us. Um, and then who else after that? You know, we've heard talk of Washington. We've heard talk of possibly even Oregon. Um, While well, I like those two because, well, Washington really isn't Washington these days. And Oregon is, well, it's started playing a little bit more of a Big Ten brand of football over the last couple of years with Mario Cristobal who's now departed for Coral Gables and that wonderful uh, Miami cocaine program. So uh where do we go from here? That's really the question. Are we gonna stick at 16? Are we gonna have a pod system where there's four teams in a pod and there's four pods and the pods all play each other every year and and then we rotate teams out of the other pods into play you every year. And does this mean that UCLA and USC are going to have to do the exact same thing that Nebraska had to do in its first 11 years in the conference, which was play Ohio State for eight of those 11 years. Uh, Seems only fair that anybody who comes into the conference, you know, another storied program, perhaps like a UCLA or USC, because, you know, the excuse we heard was, well, Nebraska brings eyeballs to the table. Nebraska also travels well. So there was a lot of red in those stands in Columbus that weren't of the Ohio state ilk. So yeah, we had to play them eight times in 11 years, eight. Nobody else had to play Ohio state eight times in the last 11 years, except for the teams on their side of the conference. So it would seem to be only fair that Ohio state would have to fly out to USC or UCLA, at least four times in the first, uh, Eleven years that they play each, play in the conference, right? Wouldn't that make sense? I mean, it's only fair, but who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, what I do know for sure is indeed the demise of what we knew as college football growing up uh, for most of us that that love this team um, it will will be no more. It's going the way of the dodo. If you will. And eventually, what we enjoyed as the pageantry of college football will become, well, all about the dollars. And we knew it was going that way years ago when the BCS showed up, when ESPN basically bought the rights to just about everything that was good about college football. And uh, the monopoly known as Disney, Time Warner, or whatever that conglomeration is that now owns ESPN and ABC and all that stuff. We knew the money was going to start doing the talking a lot more so than the tradition and the pageantry and the well the school spirit quite frankly that surrounded college football and to me that's a shame. Um, looks like we have one person for those of you who are listening to this podcast uh, after the after the day that it broadcasted live on YouTube <laughs> I do have a viewer one. I wonder if that viewer has any comments. <laughs> I would certainly be glad to uh, talk with you about anything that you've got, any comments that you might have at all uh, about this move of UCLA and USC. If you happen to be a UCLA or USC fan, welcome to the Big Ten and uh, enjoy those hundred plus million dollar TV revenue checks that will soon be hitting your school's bank account. Once you guys become full fledged members, which, by the way, hopefully they treat you the exact same way they treated us. And that is make us wait like five years before we actually got the full TV revenue checks. Because heaven forbid there be, I don't know, competitive balance. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little cynical. In fact, I know I'm being a little cynical because I absolutely love college football. And in many ways, I hate what college football has become in the last, especially the last eight to ten years. And no, no. No, in case the person watching happens to be a fan of a school from a certain conference down south, no, this isn't SEC jealousy or SEC SEC envy or any of that stuff. Um, I could care less that you know the SEC has been the dominant brand in college football. I mean, when you've got the ESPN backing, of course you're going to be dominant or at least perceived as such. Uh, but you know, college football is not college football anymore except for the teams that aren't going to be invited to the big dance and I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of them in fact I think there's going to be some teams that are in the quote-unquote big dance now that may end up getting kicked to the curb you know the Rutgers of the world well maybe not there is that New York TV market that they told us was the big reason why the Big Ten brought Rutgers on board there's also the um Syracuse market that you're hearing a little bit of, well, at least I heard it on a podcast anyway, that one person was opining that perhaps Syracuse wouldn't be a bad move because a lot of the people in sports TV, working at sports TV networks came from Syracuse. So why wouldn't you want to cozy up to those guys? But is there a competitive reason to do that? I can see Notre Dame. Heck, I can see Washington and, and Oregon making a good fit. But who would be that fourth team to get the Big Ten to 20? Who would be that fourth team? Maybe I should throw something out there. How about, I know, you're going to laugh. You ready? Kansas. Right? Why not Kansas? Here's why. Here's why I think it's a good fit. The Big Ten is arguably the best basketball conference in the country save except for maybe the ACC you know the Duke North Carolina thing but team for team pound for pound the Big Ten is pretty good in basketball and it would be a natural fit for Kansas geographically to join the Big Ten as well as bring their basketball brand to an already well-established Big Ten brand Uh, and Lance Leopold is a good football coach I mean hey He beat Casey Thompson in Texas last year after Casey threw, what, six touchdowns and ran for two more, something crazy like that. Uh, So you never know. Maybe a Kansas would fit. You know Notre Dame fits. Uh, Washington, Oregon, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind playing those guys every year. But, man, the Big Ten goes to 20 teams, and it splits into five team pods. Who's going to be in with Nebraska? I mean, geographically, it makes sense that if Washington, Oregon, and, of course, USC and UCLA uh, would naturally be geographically set up in a pod with Nebraska, which basically makes the yearly rivalry, hmm, rivalry with Iowa go away. And quite frankly, that'd piss me off. We need to beat those guys. So I don't want that to happen. But could you imagine a pod where Nebraska plays Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and USC every single season might make for some good football. But I don't know about those late night West Coast games. I don't think Nebraska would do well on, uh, you know, the Big Ten late night or whatever the crap that Pac-12 stuff is that they do. So um, I don't know. I don't know. Still don't have any comments yet do have two viewers. For those of you listening to this, I am live streaming this on YouTube because I don't necessarily like the sound of my voice, uh, nor do I think I have a whole lot to contribute. But what the heck? It's fun. And it's been a while. It's been a while since Generation Red made its appearance on YouTube. I wish Scott were here, but he is vacationing down where it's warm, hanging out by the beach. So good for him. Hope he's enjoying his time away and uh anyway whew, i mean let's get into this usc ucla what do they bring to the big 10 table well storied tradition in football uh ucla also brings a storied basketball tradition and john wooden and those championships back in the 60s and 70s uh you you've got uh well reggie bush and his plea to get his heisman back now that nil is is a thing. He thinks now he's eligible to get his Heisman back. All right. Good for you, Reg. Uh, Of course, Marcus Allen. Um, You've got the wonderful Pete Carroll years, uh, the year that they got beat by Texas, which was literally the only game I have ever cheered for the Longhorns to win. I don't feel good about it, but I did it. Um, And then you've got UCLA, which... I think Nebraska, in some ways, has a bit of a bone to pick with the u Uh We used to kick the daylights out of them back in the 80s, as well as in the uh, 90s, when Nebraska was embarking on that championship run. If you remember, uh, Lawrence Phillips, uh, God rest his soul, made his uh, breakout performance against UCLA. In Los Angeles in 1993, I think he rushed for like 124 and a couple of scores or one score or something on a really close game. I think it was what 13 to 10. Someone might need to need to correct me on that. I don't recall. That's long, 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 long time ago for me. Um, and then 94, of course, we that was the year that things really started to take off for us, and uh, we beat them pretty handily. If I remember, I was like 49-17 or 49-27, something like that. And if I remember right, it was also the game where Tommy started to feel a little twinge in his calf. And then it was the uh, the next week when we played Pacific that the uh, injury, the blood clot injury, obviously surfaced. So uh, there's some history there. And then, of course, the games we played during the Pelini years in which we completely gacked away a game at home in Memorial Stadium after jumping out to like a 17 or a 20 to nothing lead, uh, which unfortunately was the very first game uh my co-host and oldest son scott got to attend in memorial stadium so what a bummer and then of course then we played them out there in los angeles and again gacked away a good lead uh what i think taylor martinez ran a hundred and some odd yards for a touchdown on a broken play uh maybe it was a I don't remember if it was a pass called pass and he scrambled out or if it was a a zone read or something, but, um, that was pretty cool. It was, um, so what do they bring? What does UCLA and USC bring besides the tradition, besides the storied, uh, backgrounds that they both have in football and basketball, I would say they bring a great name. Uh, in many ways, I think this is a better move for the big 10 than Texas and Oklahoma were for the SEC, except for uh, the SEC getting at least one team that most every one of those teams in that conference is going to be able to beat up on, and that being Texas, because (laughs) let's face it, their boosters aren't exactly patient with coaches, and I'm not exactly sure if Sarkeesian's the answer there. So I'm sure they're going to be searching for the next coach that they can drop $10 million a year on that's not named Nick Saban, because I doubt he ever leaves Alabama except either with a really generous retirement package or after giving himself a heart attack on the sideline with the way he acts sometimes during games. But uh, um, be interesting to see how that all shakes out uh, as far as, is this a better move for the big 10 to get these two guys? I think it is. I think USC is going to be good sooner rather than later though. <laughs> I was talking about this with my wife earlier today. Isn't it funny? that in many ways it looks like Lincoln Riley bolted the hell out of uh, Soonerland as quickly as he possibly could because supposedly he didn't have much of a say-so when it came to the to Oklahoma moving to the SEC in the first place. And there's a lot of things floating around that said he didn't really want to have to play an SEC schedule every year. So what's he do? Takes the money, takes the two houses, takes off for L.A., sunshine, fun shine, and a whole lot of sand, right? And then here in a couple of years, he gets to come to the frozen tundra known as the big 10 and play some big boy football in the cold. <laughs> How many of you are willing to, I don't know, bet with me that come, uh, right around 2024, old Lincoln's going to bolt for somewhere warmer and somewhere a little easier to play. I don't know. We'll see what college football landscape looks like by then. <laughs> but for me, it's interesting uh very very interesting and UCLA brings that chip kelly uh team to the to the conference how much longer he's going to be the coach at UCLA I don't know I I didn't really do a whole lot of research I'm about as unprepared for this podcast as I can be I just got done eating dinner and had a giant cake, piece of chocolate cake uh from my son's birthday uh, one of my other sons anyway so I'm kind of had that sugar rush for a while and i am getting that sugar crash. It's, it's part of the deal with being old and trying to live stream and figure out what to talk about for, well, 17 minutes. I'm surprised I've lasted this long. And I'm even more equally surprised for those of you who are listening to the podcast, uh, on Monday morning or yeah, Monday morning, probably, uh, that, uh, there's five people watching this. Wow. You guys, you guys really must hate yourselves right about now. I mean, I can't fix this and put lights up, make it look, meh, I can't really fix it, so my apologies there, Uh, but any of you who might have any comments uh, who are watching, please post those comments on the YouTube in the live chat section, and uh, I'd be glad to talk about anything you guys have to say. Uh, A question that kind of runs through my mind is uh, what we talked about right at the beginning of this stream, or at least I did when I was talking to myself at first, and that is, Who do you guys see uh, the Big Ten going after next? Of course, we've all heard the rumors. Washington, Oregon are kind of the two that are sitting and been told to kind of kick back. We're waiting on something else, but eventually maybe this will happen. Apparently that maybe they've applied for membership in the Big Ten. I don't know. Um, But the big fish, the natural fish, the one that we should get into the Big Ten is obviously um, we, we need Notre Dame. Notre Dame fits the the uh, the conference like a glove, if you will. And if we're going to have 20 teams, uh, Notre Dame really needs to be one of them. And uh, I'd like to see that happen for sure. I would love to play Notre Dame uh, on a fairly regular basis. Um, anything else? Anybody have anything at all to add to this conversation? Because I'm kind of running out of stuff to say. As I said, my co-host is vacationing down where it's warm and sunny, and on the beach, and I don't know, maybe he's on his way back, but, uh, and I couldn't really get anybody else to join the stream, they were all busy tonight, and it was kind of impromptu, I'd planned to do this last night, but uh, age, and being really tired from a long day of driving, and finding a really nice hotel to hang out with my wife in, was a little more important than hopping on here, and talking about something that uh, everybody else has been talking about uh, the last couple days, right, I mean, you can't turn on a sports show. (laughs) without <laughs> hearing about the fact that UCLA and USC are joining the conference. And again, any of you who are watching that happen to be fans of either of those programs, welcome to the Big Ten. Uh, we hope you don't get quite as rude a welcome as as Nebraska did by being scheduled everybody and anybody tough in the first few years uh, in the other side of the divisions. Uh, it gets difficult when you've got to get your tail Knocked around the field by the Iowas and Wisconsin's, the Minnesotas of the world, because this is a physical brand of football, folks. It's time to bring the big boy pants to the table and uh, tree huggers from California. You might struggle a little with those smaller, quicker offensive lines and the types of defenses that you run out there. I don't know. Um, Maybe take a look back at what Stanford used to do back in the days with um, David Shaw when that team was really good under his watch, as well as uh, when Jim Harbaugh was there. It was all about the two tight end sets and the running the ball down your throat and a big, mean, nasty defense. You're going to run into those week after week after week after week in the Big Ten. I've watched it for 11 years, and Nebraska has not been Nebraska yet in the Big Ten because everybody plays what used to be Nebraska's brand of football, especially Wisconsin better than Nebraska has done it in the last uh, 10 to 15 years. So uh, bring those big boy pants. Y'all are going to need them. Uh, and I know that's an awful lot of travel for you. You know, used to be in the uh, Pac-12. You could hop a plane, and two or three hours later, at the most, you were at some of the most outlying uh, areas of your conference to see a game. And now you're going to be flying clear across the country to play teams like Rutgers and Maryland and Ohio state, Penn state and those places. So, uh, yeah, a lot of jet lag, the teams might suffer from a little bit of that. they'll have to come leave for away games a day or two earlier than they normally do just to get themselves acclimated to the change in uh, time and all that good stuff. So, uh, but welcome aboard. Uh, we'll see you in 2024 and, uh, yeah, that's all I've got absolutely all I've got kids. Thanks so much for watching for the few of you who who've joined me here tonight. Uh, it's great to see you. Hey, there you are. There's a couple of, a couple of comments and, uh, let's see here to do USC will be fine and be one of the top three teams in less than two years. That is, I don't know how much you've heard of this stream, my friend, but that is if only, uh, you keep If you can keep Lickin' Riley, that's going to be the key, man. I'm not sure he's going to be willing to stick around and play smash-mouth football uh, with the likes of Wisconsin and Iowa and whatnot. I mean, we had a a former Pac-12 coach that came in here for three years and brought his Pac-12 defensive coordinator who, after the second year of playing Iowa, said, my God, Iowa's practices must be bloodbaths. Well, you know what? That's Big Ten football, and that's what Nebraska, how Nebraska also used to play. Uh, yes. Yes, Bog. Uh, you are the only one on this chat who isn't related to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally the only one who's uh, related to me here. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Speed kills. I agree. Uh, so does big speed. And there's a lot of that in the Big Ten. It's not, exactly a lumbering uh, bunch of ogres that just kind of meander around the field and hit something once in a while. These are some big, fast dudes. There's, an, uh, there's there's a reason that the bulk of defensive linemen these days in the NFL, a lot of them come from the Big Ten. So there's plenty of speed out here too, my friends. So uh, it will be fun to see what USC does bring to the table. Uh, my advice, beyond a shadow of a doubt, would be that, y'all, you guys in UCLA get out there on that recruiting trail in the next couple of years before you get here and make sure you've got some big uglies uh, that are a little bit bigger than what you're throwing out there on the field now. 300 pounds or more is what you're going to need on the O-line and uh, minimum 290 to 300 in the middle of the defensive line. So, <laughs> well, you know, sounds good, but hey, I know we suck. I just hope you guys understand that uh, coming into this league like we did after 2010, you know, 10-win season or whatever it was, and then next thing you know, we're struggling to win nine, eight, nine games a year. But uh, we'll see what happens when you show up. Riley will lock up California recruits. Uh, that's what our Riley did. His name was Mike. Remember him? Oklahoma State, he's now coaching in the USA, USFL. He locked up California recruits as well. And uh, it didn't do a whole lot of good for us. Half of them bailed before it was all said and done. So we'll see. Um, We'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And anyway, that's pretty much all I've got. Thanks for joining me, my friend. Thanks for commenting. Appreciate it. Uh, We'll see what I think. I really think you are looking at. um, You're looking at, yeah. You're going to be having fun. You're going to be having fun. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Have a good day. Be gone with the. I'm out of here. See you later. Oh, hey. Iowa's corn still sucks. And no doubt about it, there's no place like Nebraska. Snap is down. The kick is up. The kick is. Get that way. The kick is. Go! Two, two to the twenty. Fifteen. Hawkins, crossing, knocking, touchdown. Two.